Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Astro Energy Astrology Show on Blog Talk Radio with me, astrologer Shelley Overton. Each week we go over the planetary positions, discuss astrology, and take callers' questions. If you would like to call in and get a reading, you can call 347-994-3365. Call in early as the lines fill up. July 23rd, 2019 edition of the Astro Energy Astrology Show. My name is Shelley Overton. I'm an astrologer in Orlando, Florida. And it looks like it's going to be another sunny and hot day. We'll probably get rain later on in the afternoon and copy and paste the weather from now until October 31st. So I hope you're having a good week. I'm sorry. I think I'm a little cynical about weather. Although I'm looking out the window, it looks pretty blue on the left side. And a little bit cloudy on the right. So I don't know what's going to happen. Hopefully we'll get a little bit of sun. Anyway, I had a lovely weekend. I went over and stayed at Disney World. There's a resort near the Contemporary that I was able to stay at with my family. And it was lovely. And it was a much-needed break this summer. And uh, August is probably going to be super, super busy. And we've got Mars in Leo which means action, activity, and fire energy. And it's going to be there for a while and ultimately go into the sign of Virgo around September, and that means it's going to be super busy at work in September. So look forward to that. It's coming. It's a lot of stuff. Anyway, today's show is about the fire energy. So those of you with fire signs will really enjoy this show. And if you're not into fire energy, you will hopefully walk away with a little bit more understanding about what that is all about. So to start it off with, I'll give you a little idea of what I'm talking about. We have four elements in astrology, earth, fire, water, and air. So earth energy is what it says about earth. It's about the material world and things that are grounded, things that are physical, tangible, and understandable in that respect. We uh, have air energy. Air energy is about ideas, thoughts, concepts, and understanding. And I actually, I will tell you which signs are which here as soon as I tell you about the elements. And then we have a fire, which is what it says it is. It's fiery. It's hot and driven and energetic and draws energy from the sun or draws energy uh, out of the universe in the fire capacity. So it takes action. That's its hallmark. And then we have water. And water is emotion and fluidity and receptivity. So 
fire is action-oriented, water is receptive. So it allows, it brings in, it accepts. So water energy is emotional and emotive and can break things down. It also ends energy. It ends the time of a story was probably more accurate. So anyway, uh, Earth energy is Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. Fire is Leo, Aries, and Sagittarius, and these are not in order. Um, water is Pisces, Scorpio, and Cancer. And then uh, air is Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius. So if you are any one of those, now you know your element. <laughs> so the fire energy is what we're talking about today, and that is Leo, Aries, and Sagittarius. And if you want to know what order they fall in, it's Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius. So Aries is the first sign of the zodiac. It is an initiating energy. It is a cardinal energy. And so we feel really deeply the energy of masculinity and drive and ambition. That is pretty much what encompasses Aries motivation. And Aries are aware of emergencies. They are attracted to emergencies. They need to express through the physical world. And um, honestly, hammering is a really great um, activity if you have a lot of pent-up aggression or energy like that. With the moon in Aries today, we are definitely feeling the need for a fight. Um, I believe that Aries, it's funny, my daughter is an Aries, and definitely she grew up wanting to express herself when she was frustrated with my son through uh, defense with her hands. And uh, she took karate, too. So she would smack my son, and that, of course, we always said, no, no hitting, no hitting. And yet that was the first go-to impulse when she was young, she also had a Mercury, has a Mercury in Pisces, and that makes her a little bit more nonverbal. So um, the combination of that and Aries can make you a little bit, well, or a lot, depending on what other planets are in Pisces and Aries. Um, it makes you want to defend through physical action. That is Aries. Leo ruled by the sun. Oh, and I don't know if I said specifically, but Aries is ruled by Mars. And the sun rules Leo. And the sun is the energy that gives us light. It gives us awareness of self. It gives us our ego. And it is the leader of the zodiac. It shines the light on the person with a Leo sun or planets in Leo. And that means that they enjoy basking in the light and the glow of the energy. And they are seen in public want to be seen and they want to be seen because they want to be a part of the collective and the small group. And I think that's the difference between Leo and Aquarius, opposite signs of the Zodiac, is Aquarius wants to be part of the larger collective and Leo wants to know that they're understood on a one-on-one -on -one basis or on a small scale or as someone who is valid in the social group. And Leo is a shining light a lot of times. Leos are obviously the center of attention many times, and they, they gravitate towards that. And they do gravitate towards it because they want to connect. 
They want to feel like there's something going on. But because the sun expresses in Leo energy through the ego, it makes them more prone to wanting attention driven their way. And so it's not always sweetness and light, but they can be very generous as a sign, and they are friendly, and they're very much the life of the party and the center of the party, and they love telling stories. But it is about expressing the energy of the sun and the light. And then the final fire sign is Sagittarius, and Sagittarius is ruled by Jupiter. He is an energy of fortune and drive. He is the probably, I know Aries is fairly driven and can be physical, um, but Sagittarius to me, well, actually any of the fire signs like sports, but Sagittarius can be the sports player. As, you know, Leo, I wouldn't necessarily say they are sportsmen, they're gamblers, but Aries and Sagittarius are probably the ones driven to do sports and be more physical. And uh, Sagittarius, so Sagittarius is the energy of musicians. It is the energy of the, and the word just came to my head, so I'm giving it to you. It's not one I use very often, but wayfarer or the vagabond, the person who travels a lot. Wherever the planets are in Sagittarius, that is the energy channeled through that kind of uh, drive. And they are the sign that rules higher education and understanding spirituality. But the hallmark of Sagittarius is that it needs to be on the go. It needs to keep moving. So when you think about the fire signs, think about fiery energy. It's very clear and plain. And also when the planets go through fire signs, we have more inclination towards fires on the planet, um, volcanoes, because they are extreme heat and they come out as fiery energy, even though it's of the earth. So when you have stronger earth fire energy, you'll see volcanoes going off much more frequently, which is the current time, because we have Saturn and Pluto and Capricorn right now. And we have Mars, and as of last night, late last night, we have Sun in Leo. And I'm going to uh, just double-check that. I was pretty sure it went in last night. They could have gone in this morning. So, let's see. Yeah, 10.50 p.m. on the 22nd. So, strong Leo energy in the sky right now with two planets in Leo. Mercury is very close. Leo just went back into Cancer. And Venus is at 24 degrees Cancer getting ready to cross over Mercury and then go into Leo here, I'm going to say later this week, um, Saturday at 9.54 p.m. Eastern. We'll have Venus and Leo also. So it really is uh, a stronger Leo time of year now. And as of Saturday, more planets will be in uh, Leo. Right now we have two and two. We have Venus, Mercury, and Cancer, and the Sun, Mars, and Leo. But the Sun and Mars in Leo are very strong combinations for obvious reasons. Sun rules Leo, and Mars is a fire sign, or planet, excuse me, planet. So what the subject of this podcast is, is the trine, the fire trine, and that is today. Currently, we have the moon at 14 degrees, 26 minutes of Aries, trying to Mars at 13 minutes and 45, 45 minutes, what did I say? 13 degrees and 45 minutes, sorry. Mercury still retrograde. Um, and Jupiter at 15 and 3 minutes retrograde. 
So Jupiter, Mars, and Moon are all in three within the circle of 360, are one-third around the sky. So the reason I explain this is to give you more of a visual, and I'm a visual learner, so hopefully it will help you understand what a trine means. If you look around the Earth, which in the circle of the Earth, the globe of the Earth, around the outside, the whole circumference is 360 degrees. If you go to one part of the sky where Aries is and the moon, and then go 120 degrees or one-third of the circle around, that will be Leo and Mars energy. And 130 degrees from both of them, excuse me, 120 degrees, one-third, from both of them is Jupiter. So around the Earth in a triangle is Mars, Moon, and Jupiter at different points in the sky. So that is trine, triangle trine. makes it really easy to remember. Trines are uh, usually cooperative is how they were always presented when I studied astrology growing up. And yet, as an adult astrologer, I find that they can be fractious. They can be difficult. And what they do is they bring us to a point where we are expressing or feeling the expression of the energy that is in the sky, and it makes us change. But the change is difficult, probably emotionally. Um, but And it can, I guess, you know, it is action and fire. But I find them to be a little bit more emotional. But then again, I have a lot of water in my chart. Um, so what happens is they are cooperative by, I guess, uh, wrote by history, but I find them to be energies that will change your life, and you will have to understand what's going on with those particular energies, and then make a shift and move forward, and that from there on, you will get a benefit. So it isn't necessarily cut and dry energy that just gives you everything you want, although I would love it if it were that that. It's not. Um, I would say the most positive cooperative energy in the sky as far as aspects is probably sextile, and that's 60 degrees apart because they are fairly close together and still in somewhat of a gradient of energy that is cooperative, and they are seen as a positive aspect where the trine energy is farther away from each other than a sextile, but they are in similar elements. And and that's not always true. I mean, you can't have, well, can you have a trine? I guess I never thought much about it. I guess you would probably have to have the same sign because 120 degrees would always put you at the same element. So I guess you'll always have the same element in a trine. But um, you will have a grand trine when all of the elements are in all three corners of the sky. And that means that there is a larger picture trying to be expressed. There is a grand trine going on and grand energy. That means that not only are there two planets saying, hey, I see you over there. Yeah, isn't it interesting how we're both wanting to take action, how we both need things to move forward. And now there is a third body on the other side of the earth where all three together act as a triumvirate of energy or a threesome propelling us forward in whatever element it is, in whatever 
energy of the planets are associated with that particular trine. So Mars is action. We want to move forward with something. He's in Leo, so he wants to act out and express and be creative. He wants to start something. He wants to be fun-loving. He wants to be the center of attention. He wants to do something that gets him attention. On the other side is Jupiter in Sagittarius. So Jupiter is retrograde. He's the one little fly in this grand trine today. And Jupiter wants to go back over something that's already happened. He wants to know what's going on with the past. And yet he does want to move forward, but he isn't quite done figuring out what that element from the past has got to do with the future. So he's saying, I need to go back and review. I have to review this old ideology because Jupiter and Sagittarius, because Jupiter rules Sagittarius, wants to understand ideology. He wants to understand the higher spiritual motivation of what's going on. And yet he also wants to be driven forward without restraint. He is very much the energy of, um, don't tell me what to do, freedom. Freedom is probably a good word for that, of just being able to do what he wants to do with no restrictions, including no responsibilities. So you combine this energy of going back towards the past, reviewing the past, but yet Mars wanting to move forward, and he is ahead of the sun today, so he's out of bounds. He's ahead of Mercury and Venus. He's really not doing much with their regard. They are involved with home and family in the sign of cancer, and he's out there wanting to be creative and really express himself. So the two energies of Mars and Jupiter together can translate to children going off on their own, to um, the energy of creativity and how to express it out in a physical manner, in a more of a societal manner, meaning we're expressing ourselves but wanting to connect to a larger body of people or a larger audience. Jupiter rules foreign cultures. So now we may have an appeal to people of foreign cultures and whatever we create. We also have the retrograde involved in this this, uh, trine. So whatever we're achieving now, we have to move back towards some of the past energy to really review if that dogma, if that way of thinking that we've always done is truly the right way for where we want to move forward. Or if there's some element that says, no, we need to go a different way. And I will tell you when Jupiter goes direct in August, which is around, I want to say the 11th, um, I keep repeating it every week, but then, you know, you start repeating dates and then pretty soon you're like, wait a minute, I've repeated a dozen different dates and you lose track. So it is the 11th and actually Mercury enters Leo that day, the moon enters Capricorn that day, Uranus goes retrograde that day and Jupiter goes direct. It's a very significant day, August 11th. So we will see tremendous tumult. Today's my word of the day, day, I guess. (laughs) Anyway, um, tumultuousness and upheaval is definitely, um, we'll talk more about that in a couple weeks on the podcast. I'll probably do a whole podcast about it, but definitely upheaval. And so the last uh, energy to finish out our trine is the moon. And 
if you remember listening to some of my recent podcasts, we had as recently, I think it's March, um, Uranus went into Taurus in March, and he was in Aries up until then for about seven and a half years. And so in the early part of this year, we had, let's see, Mars going to Aries. Uranus was at the end of Aries. And then, of course, Venus, Mercury, and the Sun were all transiting through Aries at the beginning of the year. So it was a very great amount of masculine, driven, ambitious energy that came in at the beginning of this year. And so we see the moon is very receptive energy usually. She takes on the energy of whatever sign she's in. And so every couple days she shifts her ideology, her way of thinking. And currently in Aries, she is prone to tantrums because she's emotional and she wants security. Think of a little child who is completely absorbed in whatever they're doing in the moment and then are told, no, they can't do that with no warning, and suddenly you have a tantrum because they are radically yanked out of that particular scenario. Aries is like that with moon and Aries. And so today, having this grand trine of, potential for tantrums, masculine energy, which is also Mars, the god of war, that the moon answers to. The Mars energy now, moon's answering the Mars. Mars is in Leo. He wants attention. He wants to be the center of attention. And he also wants to create something. But he has to go backwards first with Jupiter. He has to look at his ideology. Is it a sound ideology? Is it sound the reason? the way of looking at it, the connection to foreign cultures. This energy on a global scale is the upheaval of Hong Kong with the people in the street in Hong Kong protesting uh, restriction of freedoms in China. Um, There are people all over the world who are Puerto Rico is protesting the governor. They want the governor to resign. Um, Boris Johnson is voted in for prime minister. I don't think he's taken office yet, but he was voted, they voted yes to um, have him be the prime minister. So when Theresa May leaves office, then he will go in. And so, of course, he's like the British version of Donald Trump, as far as I can see. And so they're going to be probably in cahoots. They were born three days apart in the year, not the same year, Unfortunately, he was born the same year I was, so I guess he's part of my generation. Um, But he and Donald Trump in the year, they're both June's babies, and Donald Trump is the 16th and he is the 19th of June. So you're going to see probably an increase in what's going on with them because both charts have strong Gemini, and I don't remember Boris Johnson's chart, but Trump has a lot of Leo in his chart, and he's actually got, um, I think, a Mars return right now. So it's going to be really interesting tomorrow with what goes on with the Mueller, um, I don't even know what to call it, I guess, interview, expression, I don't know, whatever he's going to do um, with Congress tomorrow. He's going to go over the Mueller report. And so it should be really interesting because both um, Trump and Boris Johnson do have this strong energy in their chart. I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, Boris Johnson, I think, has three, four planets in Gemini. 
So Gemini is an energy, air, and fire. It's going to be probably a prime ministership of um, kind of like Trump, loose and free with what he says. You know, he's not going to really pay particular attention to how he comes across and actually probably enjoys stirring things up and not being the one everybody likes on some level. Um, definitely, I think he and Trump will be fast friends and already are starting to look that way that they are. So anyway, today with this grand trine, it means that we are seeing energy expressed through braggadocio, which is Leo, through tantrums, Aries, and through foreign energy expressions, um, and not necessarily looking to the consequences. So those are the negative expressions. In positive expression, it is a great time to go back over something you've done in the past and maybe change it. If you're an artist, grab your old paintings and rework them. Um, Mercury's retrograde, so that's also going to help you if you do things around the house. You can renovate pretty readily with Mercury retrograde energy. And because Mercury is only three degrees off of Venus, it is an energy of finding out what the Venus side of our chart desires, wherever cancer is in our chart, what do you desire? Um, you will be expressing it to Mercury, who will, I believe Mercury goes past uh, Venus before he goes direct. And my glasses are always on the top of my head or close by, and every time I want them, they seem to be in the place I'm not looking. <laughs> so let's see, um, Venus, Venus, Venus. I'm just looking for when Mercury and Venus join up, and that is Wednesday, tomorrow at 8.26 p.m. And so Venus and Mercury talk to each other, and then Mercury moves past Venus. Venus continues on her path towards Leo, which she hits three days after she talks to Mercury, and that is Saturday. And so um, what happens is we have ideas. We move forward with the ideas, this is Mercury, and then Mercury retrogrades, takes the energy and the information of what he's learned in Leo, goes back through Cancer, goes back over the sun. The sun has just had a conversation with Mercury saying, listen, we need to think about women and children and the home life and the home country and all the things that are valuable to us in our tight unit of love and friendship and family. And then Mercury continues on to Venus, who is our desire and, and nature of desire. She is the ruler of money and love. And Mercury talks to Venus before Venus goes past and goes into Leo. So right now the sun just went past Mercury and is going into a new fiery driven energy. He understands what's going on with the women and children and this need for security because he just talked to Mercury. Mercury also was just in Leo. So what happened was Mercury brought the energy of Leo into the conversation, the energy of expression and creativity and fire and drive. Went back into Cancer. The sun had just been in Cancer, immersed in feminine energy and need for security and cocooning, and now is ready to break free. And so our nature is shifting. There's like a dance going on and an energy of shift with moving from family and home into the fiery creative energy, but our thoughts are going back to 
different aspects of the past around our home. And then we move forward. Uh, Mercury goes directly into the month, and we'll go back into Leo, and we will see Mercury cross back over Venus because he's faster than Venus in Orm. And he will also uh, get, well, I don't know if he'll overtake the sun until later in the year. And when he goes retrograde later this year, I believe it goes from Sagittarius and Scorpio, but I'd have to look it up. Don't quote me on that. Anyway, um, okay, so that's, that's kind of what's going on in the sky this week. We've got moon going through Aries, Taurus, and Gemini by the weekend. And, and so we're going to um, really feel a lot of the security energy, especially some squares going on, like um, the moon is squaring, uh, excuse me, Pluto and Sagittarius tomorrow. He will be uh, moving into Taurus and talking to Uranus. And so there will be an, a strong expression of tech energy, which, of course, Mercury rules a lot of tech energy. So see some new information coming out around maybe home technology. Um, I've just got an Alexa Echo, or was Echo? Alexa is the voice to talk to, to the Echo Dot or whatever it is. I don't know. Um, I bought it for my parents, so I've got to go set that up. And probably not a good time. I don't know why I got it, other than Prime Day should not have been during a Mercury retrograde because a lot of tech will probably not work and end up being sent back. But we'll see. Maybe um, my Echo will work. We'll check it out. We're going to take a couple calls before I wrap up today. So let's see who we have here. 202. I know that's a familiar person. <laughs> Hi, 202. Who is this? Hey, Shelly. It's Kay. How are Hello? you? Hi, Kay. Good. How are you? Um, do you have a quick question for me? I do. I just wanted you to check out um, the chart of someone that I just met. And you're right on the money with the energy okay. today, by the way. I feel like a a spoiled child right now. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up like, yeah, nobody okay. loves me. <laughs> yep, yep, that's the Aries energy for sure. Okay, what's your uh, friend's name and birth information? His name is Ken. Okay. Birth date, place of uh, Birth date, September 15th, Cincinnati, Ohio. What year? 1980. Okay. And, you and time unknown. Okay, so I'll just do a summer chart. What, do you, what would you like to know? Um, I just want to check them out and see if there's anything romantic linked. Uh, any romantic links? See what his personality is like. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. I the this glitch in my program deletes the date whenever I put uh, alters. Like if I put the the um, place they're born in, and I've already had the date. As soon as I I put in the time, it changes the date. So back to the current date. That always gives me trouble. I don't know why, but that's kind of <laughs> glitch makes it a little bit longer. Um, yeah, a little glitch. Okay, so let me just look real quick because we've got plenty of people waiting for a reading today, and I don't want to just take the whole show up. I mean, I've already taken the whole show up. <laughs> I, was about, well. I was gonna say, are you anyway, okay. So we both have <laughs> the more Saturn, which is really good because you're born the same year. Let me tell you, mm-hmm. having Saturn, um, your Saturns are only five degrees apart, which means you have a similar life purpose. And that's always really helpful when you're looking at romantic connections. 
Um, generational aspect is really great, and that's also true for you. You both have Jupiter and Virgo. His son is on your Jupiter. Like, trying to see. No, I take it back. His son is on your Saturn. So that means mm-hmm. that you create structure for him, and there's a conservative quality or a need for um, consideration and kind of Virgo energy, which is good work ethic, consideration of being of service to people. That energy is all combined with both of you. You have similar mm-hmm. energy there. Um, he has Mercury in Libra. You have Moon in Libra. Um, your Moon and his Pluto are conjunct, which means that you can create major shifts in his life. Um, his Mars is in Scorpio. This is his Uranus and his Moon. He's got a ton of Scorpio. And I'm going to real mm-hmm. quickly, he's got a couple Pisces planets which go well with his Scorpio, and your Virgo goes well with his Scorpio. Mm-hmm. Libra is okay with Scorpio because Libra is marriage and partnership and Scorpio is commitment, so that's good. And let me see, you both have similar Neptune. You both have a love of travel. Mm-hmm. And his, you know, your Venus is in Aries, which is Venus is in Leo. So you both have fire Venuses. Actually, it looks really good. Just an eyeball. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, cool. looks good. So, um, yeah, fiery energy, definitely some sparks going on with that one. Yeah, my pleasure. Um, anyway, I will talk to you again soon, I'm sure. <laughs> take care. For sure. Okay? Bye. Okay, let's take 646. Hey, 646, how are you? I'm doing awesome. How are you today? Good. What's up? Yeah. Oh, hey, this is um, Stacy. No, this is not. Huh? Stacy. Oh, okay. Yeah, we talked a few months ago. Oh, okay. How and are you? I don't know why, but you're not. I'm good. How are you? You're not. You said Stacy, but I don't have you as Stacy unless you use the suit. What do you have? Um, so let, um I, you I, said, I really? just let me see. I have Anne, Cindy, and Sonia under your prefix. So none of, none of those. Anyway, so no, I think you have the other. Okay, I mean, I don't know if you have the It's six four six. Uh, well, I have. I'm, yeah, under your specific um, area code. I'm sorry. Hang on. I just lost it. Where to go? Where to go? There it is. Susie. I think I have Susie. No, I'm not Susie. <laughs> no. Yeah. Six four six. Uh, seven five six is either Cindy or Susie. Both of them from that same area code and prefix. But no, I don't have it. So let me just get you. Hang on. I'm gonna have to put you in again because I don't have it. So seven. Okay. What's your birth information? It's A twelve. Okay. What year? Uh. Huh. What year? Uh, 1989. Okay. And uh, what time and place were you born? I was born in Long Island about 2.30 in the morning. Okay, okay wonderful. Okay. I'm sorry, you said August 12th? 12th. Yeah, 1-2. Okay, great. And I'm sorry, one more time for the time you were born. My computer program's giving me trouble. It's okay, 2.30. 2.30, okay, 2.30 a.m., got it. Yes. All right, I think we've got it. And now the mowing, lawn mowing guy is here, so, of course, it's just making.
Yeah, so um, I would like I would need to start looking for a new job. And okay. um, just wanted to know when would be a good time um, to start uh, looking. I would love to get something now. Huh? Um, you can look now, but I tell you, I said you can look now, but Jupiter mm-hmm. is retrograde in your house of work, and Mercury is retrograde, which is also commitments, and Mercury in Cancer wants you to kind of be more reserved and not as out there in the work world. Mars, Mars wants you to move forward. So Mars might give you some opportunities around children or art or um, let me see what else yeah children and art are really big for leo um anything in the arts drama acting things like that things that can help you through an expression of energy um you know creatively trying to think of what else leo i don't know why don't think of anything practical like an account you know um, venus is very practical i mean excuse me not Venus, um, Taurus is very practical for the energy. But Leo wants to be the center of attention. They want to be the leader. They want to express creative energy through art, through uh, drama, acting, things like that. So um, you're, you would be a good teacher. You have Venus and Jupiter in Virgo. You have Saturn in Virgo, so you're very good at working. And definitely your chart wants you to do something out of the home. Um, Saturn in the house of home and family, you're a good service person, uh, somebody who would do things for other people behind the scenes. But Jupiter, when it goes direct this year in August, will move right over your natal Neptune, okay? And that's going to happen, let me see, it's got to be around 20 degrees. So when Jupiter gets around 20 degrees, which is October, uh, mid-October, you're going to be in alignment for the kind of job that is like your dream job, okay? Mm-hmm. So you can start okay. looking for work, but I think it's coming in October, and it's going to be like your dream situation, okay? And it may be oh. a move, okay? There may be an opportunity for a move, especially since Mars will be in your house of home and family, and actually Mars gets into your home and family house, and when it gets to the cusp of home and family of 14 degrees, which is early September, there's going to be an opportunity to move. And um, I would say potentially you have a chance to make your dreams contribute. You, It's going to be not where you're living. Oh, my gosh. You right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, it's pretty strong. It's pretty strong because when Jupiter hits your Neptune, it also squares your Saturn. So that means that you're going to have to go outside of your comfort zone of what you're used to being cocooned in, uh-huh. in a nice, safe environment with your career. And that Jupiter is going to say, no, 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 you need to get out of your old dogma and express yes. yourself that this also involves a trip and moving, potentially moving far away from where you're used to. And it's like a dream yes. job for you. So I would say if that, if that comes in September, October, then jump on it because that's what the universe is trying to get you to do, okay? Okay, I have to listen to this again. I'm taking the advice. Okay. So let me just be clear. All right, so wonderful. there's a potential a potential to move in September, you're saying, correct? Yeah, it's pretty strong uh, that Ooh. your chart shows going far away for your ideal job, okay? that invo- It may even uh-huh. involve travel or education. I mean, definitely Saturn and Virgo. And Jupiter in Sagittarius with a natal Neptune in Sagittarius are all about education and spiritual growth. 
and being of service. Now, Virgo needs to be of service, but Sagittarius wants everyone else to be of service to them. So you're going to have to really um, adjust to that, that dichotomy of energy. Um, you know, it's like you're not necessarily going to feel comfortable if you do a move, but it is actually your dream coming true. So I would highly recommend you take it seriously. Okay. Okay. I, okay. We're going to stop the okay. cocoon. Yes, I believe everything I that you're saying. Everything that you hit on is correct about the acting. I'm going to public speaking uh-huh. school. Um, everything you mentioned is, is, is correct, okay? It's just that it has to be aligned as your statement. All yeah. right, so let me yeah. start the resume now, and I'm going to start looking, but I'm going to start looking for that apartment now. I'm going to get ready for that now. Very good. Okay. Okay, yeah. thank you. Whatever you feel you need to do, but um, things will align better after the planets go direct, and that's going to be mid-August, okay? Mid-August and mid-September. Okay? All right, sounds good. All right, thank you. Bye-bye. All right, you take care, Stacey. Bye. Talk to you soon. Bye. Okay, everyone, that is far as I can go on this hour of the show, and I will talk to you again next week. Lots of shifts. I will be bringing up some of the um, transits and shifts in direction of the planets, and we are approaching a new moon in Leo uh, fairly quickly here, too. So we'll be talking about that. That's the 31st. So next week will be the 30th. We'll probably do the new moon discussion and see what's going on with you and it's going much great. Anyway, talk to you next week. Hope you take care. Bye-bye. Hi, this is Shelley. Thank you for joining us this week. To contact me for a private reading, go to angeliczodiac.com under the readings tab. Background music was provided by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com with additional music by Tracy Coriel at tracyland.com, T-R-A-C-E-Y-L-A-N-D.com. Music provided on show-by-show basis will be credited within the body of the show. For more info on my art, go to ShellyOverton.com. That's S-H-E-L-L-E-Y-O-V-E-R-T-O-N.com. Merch and other astrological art can be found at AstroArt.net. To purchase my ebook, Learn Astrology, you can find it at AngelicZodiac.com, including discounts. Be sure to check back next week and subscribe through iTunes at Astro Energy Astrology Show.